Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hi, Bombshell. Thank you so much for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And in today's episode, episode number 12, we're going to talk about how to write a basic business plan. Ooh, okay, don't hit stop yet. Just hang in there with me. Um, It's really not as scary as you think, and I want you to hear me out as to the why. But first, I want to sidebar just a little bit and talk about leadership. It is related, I promise. Um, So this morning, I had coffee with someone I've been friends with since high school. I mean, like way back in the day. Um, And his name's Eric Reed. So Eric is the pastor of the Journey Church here in Lebanon, Tennessee, where I live. Um, And as you can imagine, I mean, pastor of a church, I don't care if there's 10 people or hundreds of people or thousands of people, um, that is indeed a leadership responsibility. You're leading your staff, you're leading uh, your your people, the, your congregation. So whether or not you go to church or not, you have to recognize that people going into a building every Sunday because they're either looking for spiritual leadership or connection with other like-minded people, um, that's leadership because otherwise they would just be doing it on their own, right? They wouldn't need to look to a leader to help them do that. Um, so essentially, he and I are the same. We both teach other people. We've both raised our hands and said, okay, I'm willing to take on the responsibility of being a guide in our areas of expertise, even though those are different. And we both do it not to serve a personal ego, because trust me, <laughs> the work that goes into it is not worth it just for, there's there are other ways that I can find to stroke my ego, and I'm sure he could too, um, outside of the, the extreme amount of work that goes into what it is that we do. And we do it because we feel called to help solve the problems of our respective niches, if you will. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, like downsize his very spiritual calling. But at at the end of the day, if you're not looking at it from a spiritual perspective, he also solves problems. um, And and that's what we all do in business. So um, anyways, so we're we're just getting in the topic of leadership and we both agreed upon over our iced coffee and sweet tea that there has to be a plan in place in order to lead well. And he made a brilliant point that sometimes we have ideas that we've been mustering over for quite some time. You know, we're kind of going over the pros and cons in our head and um, we're getting really excited about it. And then we present it to people who get a total of like 30 seconds to digest it. And then if they don't get super excited about it and if they don't have the same level of buy-in and excitement as we do that we've been having because we've been hashing it all out in our heads for so long, we get really disappointed, right? So obviously, if you want to cast a vision, whether it's a church or it's your business, if you want to get other people excited, you have to buy key people into the plan before making any big announcement. You need their support, you need their influence, and you need their help to get everyone else on board. But if you don't have a plan to begin with, how are you going to get to that initial support so you can get them to help you get the larger support that will make or break what it is that you're trying to accomplish? So whether whether you are leading a flock of the good Lord's people or you are running a business, you can't lead anyone towards a common goal without a plan. So 
thank you, Eric, for the inspiration for this podcast episode and um, for your 19 years of friendship. He was rubbing it in that my 20-year reunion is um, next year, but you are right behind me, brother. Um, so even though Ms. Topovich separated us in Spanish class when you were a freshman, we're still having awesome conversations today, so that's awesome. Um, but anyway, so I, I want I wanted to just lay that foundation. It really did inspire today's Today's topic, because it's, you know, we don't like talking about plans and anybody who's been following me for any amount of time knows that I'm kind of the plan Nazi. And that is one big way that I'm able to help my bombshells is to help them get all of their crazy ideas out of their head and crazy in a good way, of course, and get them into an actionable, marketable and profitable plan. Like you hear that every single time you tune in, you hear the lovely intro voice um, saying it so much um, jazzier than I do. So let's let's talk about when you when you need this business plan. Maybe you're about to launch a business. Maybe this is all fresh and you really aren't clear on your exact direction and so you need to create a simple business plan to just get moving towards launching a business. Or maybe, like so many of my bombshells, maybe you want to scale your business and you've never put an actual plan together and you've been flying by the seat of your pants. I know you. I'm looking at you. You're three to five years in business, maybe a little bit more. You're really good at what you did. So you started your business and you just kind of winged it. And now you're like, ah, why is my business taking over my life? Like, I, I need to next level things but you never really put a plan into place. And we talked about this in marketing and we talked about it in, um, in an employee practices. And really you need a basic business plan to just kind of keep you centered. That's where you'll have a lot of this, um, this information that you can come back home to. So I'm going to talk you through writing a basic non-threatening business plan, something that you can wrap your mind around, but you will need a lot more financial data and projections, more market analysis, more day-to-day operational verbiage if you're looking at sharing this with like investors or you're trying to get a loan from the bank or something like that. So um, do not do this business plan and then go ask somebody for a million dollars to launch your your business and then come back and be like, Amber, it didn't work. They left me out the door. This is for somebody who just needs direction within their own business. And then honestly, you could use it as the basis if you needed to grow it into something bigger. Um, but this is strictly for your use, for your eyes, for your, maybe you and your business partner um, or you and your um your managers to look at and to keep you moving in the same direction. So this simple business plan is enough to get you moving in a positive direction with focus, clarity, and my favorite word next to luxury, intention. I want you to be intentional. So I know this is a touchy topic in the land of entrepreneurs. Like I totally get that. And as much as I am totally a screw it, just do it advocate, I I do prefer to use that screw it, just do it in a more um, situational, uh, like when I'm trying to make a calculated risk, for example, like if my gut is telling me to do it, then I'm going to go for it. That's when you have to just say, screw it, just do it. But aimlessly running your business is going to net you the same results as being, um, you know, sticking your head in the sand. And, And so you really need to be aware of where here is And you have to be aware of where you're going. So I want you to mentally get in the car and take a road trip with me real quick. Okay, so we are in Texas. All right, so 
think about the Texas landscape. Maybe we're in a SUV because, you know, you got to got to do that in the cool Texas. So there's a long, we're going to drive through the panhandle. Like there's nothing, um, not panhandle. What is the top part? I forget what it's called. Anyways, top part of Texas, all my Texas listeners. I'm so sorry for not knowing my geography, um, but we're going to drive through there. So there's, there's not um, a lot of change of scenery. So we're in Texas and we want to drive to South Carolina, to South Carolina. So you Google map it, right? That's what everybody does. Or you type it into your GPS. Um, you decide how far it's going to be. You decide how much gas you need, what stops you might want to take along the way. And then you take your car to the shop. You make sure that your oil is changed. It's roadworthy, all that kind of stuff, right? So you have a plan. But being the bombshells that we are, since the landscape pretty much stays the same in that top part of Texas, you know, you kind of get a little bored. And so maybe you want, might want to pull off the, the main highway because you want to explore something that you didn't know about. Maybe a sign catches your eye. Um, maybe you want to take a back road en route to your destination to South Carolina. Okay. So that's totally legit to do. But a plan just helps you keep moving towards your destination without driving all over the country to get from Texas to South Carolina. You won't backtrack. You won't waste money on gas or car repairs that you weren't really counting on. And you won't likely get lost because you won't get too far off that route that you plan to take because you you will know like, okay, if I just stay on this road, then I will get to my destination. So yes, you can pull off. Yes, you can try something new, explore something that maybe you didn't even know was an option when you first created your plan, but you won't get so far off that you can't get back on the road and then get to your destination without a lot of drama and chaos. And then importantly, back to the leadership, we're going full circle back to Dunkin' Donuts and Eric Reed. The people in the car that you're driving to your destination are going to be a lot less likely to get cranky. Like, you know, travel cranky, like it's almost as bad as hangry, if not worse. And so they won't get travel weary from you driving them all over the place aimlessly. They're going to trust you to get them there without asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because that happens when people start to get tired. And so if you want your employees to get to the destination with you, which that's the whole reason why you're hiring them, right? Because if you could do it all on your own, then you would do it on your own. So you hire these people to help you get to your destination. You've hired all these people to get you from Texas to South Carolina, but you can't drive them all over the country and not expect for them to get tired. Like they, they want to get there too, and they need to have intention and they need to have your leadership to get them there. And so if you're behind the wheel, guess whose job that is? So a plan isn't necessarily putting you in a box and forcing you to stay there. A plan is a guide to keep you on course, efficient, and safe, okay? So a little statistics. You know I like my statistics. Um, there is a gentleman um, who's an entrepreneurship professor at Clemson University, and his name is William B. Gartner. So he and his colleagues looked at a data from the panel study of entrepreneurial dynamics. And this study reflected 800 people who were in the process of starting a business. And what they found is that you're two and a half times more likely to get into business if you have a plan. So all of you entrepreneurs out there, if you create a plan, you are so much more likely to pull the trigger and actually make it happen. But what if you're just trying to next level? 
what if you already have a business and you are wanting to get yourself out of the weeds or you're wanting to maybe um, increase your revenue or maybe you just want to increase your your market share? Wouldn't a plan give you the same amount of confidence and direction to do that as it would a new business? So are we are we in there yet? Are we bought into this idea yet that maybe it's a good idea to put together a basic business plan? We're going to go through different sections. Um, I don't want this process to overwhelm you. It's, it's not that hard. It's simply a snapshot of where here is for your business and then where you want to go. Like, it's just that simple. So I don't want you to, you know, put your type A personality bombshell stress case on this. Let's, let's just flow with it. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So first of all, we want to map out your management team. Who is in your leadership team? What are their roles? Um, are there plans to fill their positions if they move on? Do you have some kind of succession planning? If if you have maybe a manager, like a spa manager, and then maybe like a front desk manager, is that front desk manager in line to take on spa manager? And if so, if you know that, then you're going to know to cross-train them a little more effectively. So you want to always have like a plan for the plan. You want that backup plan. Remember, we were talking about this in marketing um, in a episode, I forget, but um, it's your marketing mistakes, your three marketing mistakes. If you want to go to Amber Hurdle forward slash podcast and go back to that, um, I told you that plan B is BS and you need to have plans A through Z in order to get through what life is going to throw out at you in, um, in the land of entrepreneurship. So if you do not have a team, because I can hear you now, like, wait a second, you're talking like I have, you know, just wads of cash to hire this amazing team. It's like me and one other person, or it's maybe at this point is just you. Well, if you don't have a team, then what roles would you fill if money were no object? Um, one book that I think every entrepreneur on the face of the planet should read is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. Basically, it's a story of... Um, of an entrepreneur who has a bakery and um, she's doing everything herself. And I mean, she's just like you and she's running herself and her business into the ground. So this gentleman comes in and he helps her envision, okay, well, if you had a CFO, if you had a CMO, so for those of you who don't speak corporate, that is the chief financial officer. That is the chief marketing officer. If you had these roles, what would they do and who would um, who would be a good fit for that. And you do that so that when you finally do get to the point of having some flexibility in your budget to onboard that person, you already know what responsibilities they're going to take over to free you up to focus more on the operational side of things. So management team, who is in your leadership team? What are their roles? Are there plans to fill their positions if they move on? And if you do not have a team, what roles would you fill if money were no object? Now, Let's move on to the section for goals. They need to be smart. Ah, these stupid smart goals keep following us around in life. So they have to be specific. They need to target a specific area for improvement. They need to be measurable. So you need to be able to quantify or at least suggest an indicator of progress. Like even if you're not sure, kind of give a guesstimate. Um, You need to be able to assign it to somebody So you need to specify who will do it. That could be you. That could be a future person. They need to be realistic. I mean, you need to state what results can realistically be achieved given your available resources. Like don't 
go beyond what you've been given responsibility for. Don't go beyond what you can actually spend or the time that you could commit. Like be realistic. This is one of the hardest things for bombshells and I'm going to bucket myself in that. Sometimes you have to be able to say, okay, realistically, fall break is in here and I'm not going to be able to get this all done in October. And, and, you know, that's just everyday life, but the same goes for your business plan. And then they need to be time related or time bound. You have to have deadlines for your goals, right? So make sure that you're, you have financial goals that are presented in X to Y by when. Wait, what does that even mean, Amber? So you want each of these goals to be broken down into a smaller mini goal based on that X to Y by when formula. So let's just, I'm, I'm going to speak consulting because I know that. So let's just say um, we want to grow consulting gross revenue from $34,000 annually to $42,000 annually. So that's X, 34,000, 2Y, 42,000 by December 15th, whatever year. So X to Y by when you have to put a deadline to it. And then you want to break down what that revenue growth will look like by month or quarter, understanding that you may want to sandbag one month or another or strive for more steady equal growth for it for each little checkpoint that you have in your plan, right? So when I mean sandbag, I mean, if your slow season is summertime because everybody's on vacation and they're not in your town, then you want to sandbag your quarters that are going to be crazier. So if you're super crazy at Christmas time because you're selling a lot of gift certificates, then make sure that you put your um, your mini goals at a little bit more of a stretch in those areas than in your slower times. Like to, to say, okay, year round, I'm going to get exactly one twelfth of my revenue goal for the year um, in, in each month equally is, is just simply unrealistic. So that's kind of all these tie in together. Um, so those are your goals. Then we want to do a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This is the third section of your super simple business plan. So for your strengths, what is your competitive advantage? We talk about this in in your branding. Um, So go back and listen to that episode. And and you can see, I told you, we're going to build. All of these are going to build on each other. So if you haven't gone back and listened to the, the first few episodes, I really encourage you to do this because I've laid this podcast out where I I teach you things in the in the proper order that you need to get them done. So like you're you're coming and and getting lessons very very strategically laid out. So uh, finish listening to this episode, but if you didn't listen to the episodes about branding or company culture, then those are things that you need to go back to and listen to so that this makes more sense for you so you get more value out of this. Um so okay, back to strengths. So what is your competitive advantage? What do you do really really well? What resources um exceptionally help your operation? Like, do you have a degree in the area that you're working in? Do you have, um, you know, a, a piece of property in the family that you can open your your fitness center in that, you know, obviously is going to keep your overhead lower? I mean, that's a strength that you have. Maybe you're um, your husband is an accountant, so you have the strength of having, you know, a, a bean counter like in the family that can help you really with with a lot of that. So don't don't undervalue just everyday basic things or big things that are strengths for you. What are you most proud of? 
who on your team are superstars and why. Those are strengths too. Your people are your greatest strengths. And then what are your personal strengths that impact your business? Again, go back to the personal branding episode that we talked about and dig into those um, very unique and specific things about you to help you qualify what your strengths are. Now, what are your weaknesses? What do you lag in your market space? What do other people have that you don't? You want to make sure that you... um, that you aren't trying to compete on a level that you simply can't compete in, right? And then what tools or resources do you not have and that you need or want? What roles do you need to fill but you haven't or can't yet because you don't have the financial resources or perhaps the bandwidth to onboard new people? Who on your team keeps you from performing at your best? That's a big one. I mean, who's, you know, they say that you're you're the... um Whoever is is the least productive, that's as great as your company's going to be. So you need to be aware of, you know, who's 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 keeping you from really driving results. And, and that's something that you'll need to address either with some training or encouragement or progressive discipline or helping them move on to another opportunity, as I like to say it. Um, so then we need to look at your opportunities. What has shifted in the market that opens a door for your growth? What has changed that you can get in on and be the first to do that or one of the first people to do that? What new markets might be developing that you can take advantage of? I mean, if you think about, um, you know, like iPhone obviously changed the game. So now people want like custom cases and they want, um, you know, we used to have like the flip phones. Well, once iPhone came along, all kinds of accessories came out of that. And so I want you to think along that line, like what has changed where you can get in and be the first or be known for something to really um, grab that opportunity? And what shifts in materials or vendor availability can you leverage to your advantage? So it might be that there's new products out there that you can use. It might be that um, you're the first to have a specific kind of treatment in your area. Um, Julie Miller Wilson at Body Needs, that's where I, that's my diehard massage um, spa that I love. And I love those women. There there are bombshells there as well. Um, But she's, you know, she's usually the first. Like she's, if there's something that's cutting edge, Julie's going to have it at her spa first. And so that's something that really differentiates her from her competition and um, something that I appreciate because I'm definitely um, more of an innovative kind of person. Um, then you've got to go through uh, your threats, the areas of concern. So SWOT analysis, we have strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and then threats. What are the areas of concern? What makes you lose sleep at night? I know we like to ask that question when we're thinking about solving the problems of our, our, our customers or our potential customers, but what makes you lose sleep at night? What is so threatening to you that you're like, ah, this is what you're thinking of when you know, you're, you're going to sleep? And that what would you immediately change if you can improve your business? Like, this is real talk. This is time to like, you know, keep it real with yourself and to be honest about what here is because you can confront the brutal facts and not lose faith. That is a good to great principle, right? So um, if you haven't read good to great, it is a hard read, but I think anybody who's in business needs to read that. So what would you change if you can improve your business? And simply recognizing that is not being negative Nancy. It's just saying, okay, this is this is reality and um, maybe we can't change it right now. Like maybe your software is terrible or you don't have software. You don't have the money to do software, although there are free options. Um, there, there are 
there are always things that can be improved upon. So I want you to simmer your type A personality, your perfectionist personality when you get to this area of your business plan and just say what is, and then know that over time and with experience and with growth, you'll be able to address these things, but you can't fix things that you don't admit, right? Okay, so next section of the um, basic business plan are your chief competitors. So who else has market share in your space? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How do you look compared to them? Now, I mean, we you could pick any brand. So let's say... Um, Let's say Kate Spade and Michael Kors. You are not going to see me buy a Kate Spade purse. That's just not my look. That's not my brand. I don't associate really. I like it. It does nothing for me emotionally when I see their their um, ads. There's obviously nothing wrong. It is a beautiful brand. That it is well done. And there are so many friends of mine who are just Kate Spade addicts. I'm more of a Michael Kors kind of girl. When the Michael Kors ads come in the mail, like I get excited because they're always, they're beautiful. It's elegant. Like um, it's it's kind of, um, maybe not sassy is the right word, but I can see myself in that brand. And so that is, if I was a Kate Spade person and I'm looking at a Michael Kors as a competitor, then I'm going to, talk about why somebody would go to Michael Kors instead of me. And then if there is like somebody who maybe can go either way, then how am I going to pull them away from Michael Kors to come on Team Kate Spade? And then of course, vice versa. Um, but it could also be that like, you don't want Michael Kors people. Maybe maybe Kate Spade doesn't want me. That's fine. That's cool. And so you need to be able to differentiate that, but you can't do that until you start looking at your chief competitors. So just kind of doing a market um, research analysis will will help with that. And and you can talk about pricing. Um, you can talk about services that are offered and all that kind of stuff um, in this particular section. And then I like to add, of course, because I'm a coach, um, goals for masterminds, coaching relationships, mentorships, that sort of thing. So what type of help do you think you specifically need, whether that's legal, financial, human resources, leadership coaching, um, anything like that. What do you need in order to make this business plan happen? Because like I said before, no woman is an island. You need the counsel of others. Maybe it's that you need to just get with other um, small business owners to help kind of drive each other towards these goals. Or maybe you need to hire a consultant because there's just something out of your area of expertise that you need help with. Um, it, I mean, that could be that you have um, the greatest services ever, but you know that the visual appeal of your space is not clicking with the type of um, market that you're trying to attract. So it might be that you need to hire like an interior designer to help you elevate the, the environment in which you're selling your products and services. So think about that. And then what problems do you need uh, support on to help you resolve some of the issues that you've talked about? Um, you know, again, getting back to like legal, if you're trying to uplevel your business, maybe you've been um, an LLC and you want to incorporate. I don't, I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe you want to trademark something. Um, you're going to need a lawyer to help you through that process. And then what growth would you like guidance in from an advisor? Maybe it's your leadership. Maybe you kind of, again, started a business and you've been winging it and then you kept growing. And so you had to hire more people and you've realized that you're kind of a crappy leader. Maybe you need leadership coaching. 
Maybe you need to take a leadership program. Maybe you need to go to a leadership conference. But if you don't say that out loud, then you're never going to be able to meet that need. And then you won't get to South Carolina from Texas. So I hope this has been helpful for you. We covered a lot in a very short amount of time. But just to recap real quick, you need to address your management team, whether it's in existence or a, a glimmer in your eye for the future. You need to talk about your goals and make them smart, specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related. You need to do a SWOT analysis featuring your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and your threats. You need to talk about your chief competitors and do a market analysis and figure out what's going on around you so that you're not with your head in the sand thinking that you're like the special unicorn or so that you can see that you really do have a special unicorn type um, service or offering that that you have that makes you very unique. And then you need to put in your goals for um, for professional and personal development, whether that's masterminds or coaching relationships or professional services. So see, that wasn't so scary, right? You can, you can do that. Like you can totally do this. You could just sit down and hammer this out. And, you know, I want you to be very specific. Don't, don't do this halfway. I want you to be very, very clear because you don't say like, oh, to get from Texas to South Carolina, you kind of like, you know, you just, you just go east, That's not how you do it. You talk about street names, you talk about highway names, you talk about distances, and and you're very specific about where you go, when, and how long it's going to take you to get there, and, and what to do if you have to veer off because there's traffic or whatever. There's always a little back road or a, a way to, to get off. You know, your little GPS would be like, hey, there's traffic up ahead. Would you like a detour? Well, let's check out the detour. Is this detour safe and is it worth our time? This is what a business plan is. That's all. So don't freak out about it. If you want more help like this, if you want to do more planning and really focus on getting your poop in a group, then you just need to go to amberhurdle.com forward slash work with me. You can join the Bombshell Business Bootcamp. Um, That is an amazing opportunity for you to um, really work through videos and have downloadable worksheets and work through the pain points in your business and and grow. Or you can work with me one-on-one or you can have me come into your organization. No matter how big or small it is, um, I can come in and, and certainly make a difference and help pull your team together so that everybody is happily in the car driving from Texas to South Carolina and getting you there with less pain and a lot of joy and making it the ultimate road trip of all road trips. And girlfriend, I'm good at road trips. I am like the best at road trips. So um, whether that's figuratively or, um, or <laughs> realistically. So thank you so much for listening, Bombshell. Um, I just want to encourage you that no matter what you've got going on in your business or your life, that um, you are rocking it. I know because you're a bombshell. You are bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident in your business and life. And you're very, very talented. I know a lot of people are looking to you and leaning on you. And sometimes that burden feels very, very heavy. But if you were not chosen to be that person, it wouldn't be happening. So um, embrace it. Um, Love your type A personality. Give yourself some space to rejuvenate and recharge. And uh, make sure you keep on listening to this old podcast. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. 
Cheers to you, Bombshell. <laughs>